Hey, it's Josh. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you all know that the Vermont Public Spring Membership Drive has arrived. Donations from folks like you make everything we do here possible. If you want to help support our people-powered journalism, be sure to make a donation in any amount by March 16th by going to bravelittlestate.org donate. And as always, thank you for your support. Hello? Hey. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? I can. Um, cool. So, how was your day? It was good. Uh, you know, it was just it was just a hubbub. I mean, I don't really have anything else to compare it to, but it, it, it just seemed uh, busy. I mean, everyone's here with their families. You know, it's a very day full of a lot of ceremony. Thursday, January 3rd, opening day of the new Congress. My colleague Liam Elder Connors is in Washington, D.C., I started off just sort of, I've been hanging out in the, like, the, the TV and radio gallery, which is just sort of some rooms in the basement of the Capitol. He's shadowing Vermont's Democratic House representative, Congressman Peter Welch. Welch is about to get sworn in for his seventh term. Yeah, how are you? Yeah. Oh, hey, how are you doing, sure, Congressman? Good to see you again. Good to see you, too. And so I would, like, go there and sort of hop up a couple of times to talk with Welch. Like, I went up, I met with him. How are you feeling today? Just kind of like a... I mean, you've done well, this a few times before. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's interesting. It's really about democratic renewal. I mean, it's... You know, around 11.30 or so when we walked over to... I'm going to take the oath, so you guys will keep getting the, you know... To the House Chambers. All right. The words will come out of my mouth. As far as I could go, and... You guys move up. The press is not allowed anyway. Okay, sorry. You just need to leave. Pursuant to the 20th Amendment of the Constitution of the United States, for the meeting of the 116th Congress of the United States, the House will come to order. Did Welch take the oath? Did they administer it to him individually, or was it like a group oath? No, they do like a group oath. Which you are about to enter, so help you God. Congratulations, you are now... It's like a very exciting day, but also there's like this kind of specter of the government shutdown as well and dealing with that. So first order of business is put the lights back on, and I'm hopeful we can do that. So it was just kind of a weird juxtaposition of those two things. It's not exactly the best way to start off a session with the government shutdown. Welcome to Brave Little State, VPR's people-powered journalism project. I'm Angela Evansy. Here on the show, we normally answer your questions about Vermont, our region, and its people. This month, we decided to do something a little different. As Democrats took control of the U.S. House of Representatives and the balance of power shifted in Washington, we collected your questions for Congressman Welch. What legislation will you sponsor? What initiatives to counter global warming? Will the new Democrat-dominated House finally subpoena President Trump's tax returns? We put three finalists up for a public vote, and then you chose a winner. My question for Congressman Welch is... A question from Maya Hasegawa of Brattleboro. Congressman, what will you do to investigate the president and to legislate without losing the balance between the two. I think both are important. To answer Maya's question, Liam Elder Connors spent time with Congressman Welch on Capitol Hill and recorded lots of tape. 
We have support from the VPR Innovation Fund and extra support this month from the VPR Journalism Fund. Welcome. Thanks to Vita for their support of Brave Little State. Since 1974, Vita has helped Vermont businesses grow and thrive. From agriculture to energy, startups to family companies. Find solutions that fit your business. Visit VEDA.org to start your next chapter today. And Sunset Lake CBD, a farmer-owned business crafting CBD products right here in Vermont. Learn more about their sustainable farming practices, delivery options, and how to support local farmers at sunsetlakecbd.com. We're going to meet our question asker, Maya, and learn about her curiosity in a bit. But first, I want to say that when we cooked up this project in December, we did not know what was in store for January. Washington heads into 2019 with the government partially shuttered and not even a whiff of negotiations to reopen it. The longest government shutdown in U.S. history, 22 days. Right now, there is no end in sight. No end in sight until day 35 on January 25th. President Trump announced a deal that reopened the government for three weeks while Congress debates a border security deal. But the government was partially shut down pretty much the entire time we were reporting this episode. And we kept wondering, can we even answer Maya's question when Congress is basically at a standstill? And I don't know, Liam, how do you think we did? Well, I think we gave it our best shot. And I think you can still learn a lot hanging out in the Capitol even when the government's shut down. All right. So speaking of Maya, here she is. My family has been politically active since I was very young. So I follow politics quite carefully. Maya is a Democrat. She's fairly active in town governance in Brattleboro, and she's done some campaign volunteering in her day. I think I did my first campaign, national campaign. Uh, This is going to tell you how old I am. Um, for Eugene McCarthy. I've worked on Elizabeth Warren's Senate campaign when I lived in Massachusetts. And have you ever, I mean, have you ever campaigned for Peter Welch? I gave him some money. (laughs) Just a little bit. So remember, Maya's question was about how Congressman Welch is going to balance two things, passing legislation and investigating President Trump. Because I think it's important that both happen. What's interesting about Maya's curiosity is that it doesn't seem to come from a rah-rah activist standpoint. She sounds more like a pundit or a political strategist. Because in 2020, when people run for re-election and we have a presidential election, one of the things that um, it's important that the Democrats be able to answer is, well, what did you do? Maybe they can't get things past the Senate, but they can point to all the legislation that they, in fact, have passed that's waiting for the Senate. Oh, so you see this as an important thing that Democrats need to be able to point back to when they then are running again and and the need to campaign on law. Actual accomplishments. Yep. Yeah. But investigating is important, too, because that hasn't happened for two years. Liam, you were our man on the ground in D.C. during January. You spent some time with Congressman Welch to try to answer this question from Maya. 
Yeah, I went down for the opening of Congress, which we heard at the top of the episode, and I went back in mid-January. And basically, I was there observing Peter Welch in, I guess you could call it, his natural environment. It's a reporter from Vermont. There was a lot of walking in the hallways, tagging along as he went to meetings, walking to votes. And sometimes when we were out, we'd run into colleagues like Republican Congressman Patrick McHenry of North Carolina. So Peter and I occasionally, every Congress, vote together. Just occasionally? Occasionally. Um, Every once in a while, Patrick makes a mistake. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, Peter has a strong ideology, but has um, a great reputation with members. You got a ton of good tape, Liam, as we say in radio. And it's also the kind of tape that we here in Vermont don't get to hear that often. And that was the idea of this project, to basically see what the answer to Maya's question looks like, or rather what it sounds like in Welch's day-to-day work in Congress. Hello. Hey. Hey. Uh, hold on one second. Great. Okay. So how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Uh, good. Tired. It's been a uh, been kind of a long day. Yeah, we started at started. I could actually I could have started earlier. I Congressman Welch invited me to go on his five mile run with him this morning, which I kind of wanted to do, but uh, just it didn't really seem to make sense. Morning, Congressman. Good run. You missed it. I didn't, think, I didn't really want to bring my running clothes with me all over the Capitol today. See, I like hills, though. I like hills. And the, the bad news is no hills. The worst news, lots of lights. You got to. He stop. called it his three branches run, where he goes and because he lives like right by the Supreme Court and across the Capitol, in the grounds that are beautiful, and then down Pennsylvania Avenue, around the White House, and then back up Independence past Martin Luther King, who heard me the African American Museum. Very patriotic. Yes. Um, so when your day started, what happened? Like, what did you guys get up to today? We started off the day getting into his office. Hi. How are you? Morning. Uh, the congressman got kind of prepped up for a floor speech he was going to be giving that morning. So you have to, you have to leave. You have to be there quarter up. So qu- will quarter up be plenty of time? I would get there a little bit earlier. Just you know, some of his staff came in and kind of they talked through what his floor speech was going to be about. Gives you time well, to I practice. Think that makes sense because I think I think what I want to do is uh, focus on a couple of these stories from Vermonters. Right. But I also want to make a couple of points about a the illegitimacy of shutdown as a tactic. And then after doing a little bit of prep for that, we went down to the floor. I want to get towards the front of the line. So is this like a first-come, first-speak sort of deal? Yeah, first-come, first-speak. I couldn't go onto the floor with him, so I went up into one of the galleries. I want to read part of a letter from Charles from Vermont. You know, he's sharing some stories like... um, I'm a Marine Corps veteran and have spent the last 15 years guarding the national borders at the CP... uh, A border patrol employee who's having trouble paying his bills and getting like heating fuel for his house and stuff so government worker i have to choose whether to pay for fuel oil to heat my home or to make child support payments to support my ex-wife and my children got business in the northeast kingdom workers and they were recently awarded a two million dollar construction contract but they can't get the permits signed because the permit signers are on furlough 
it's not a direct impact of the shutdown. It's sort of these like secondary effects that are still out there, but maybe a little less noticed at times. We will not cause collateral damage to others to get our way. Mr. Speaker, I yield back the balance of my time. So after that, where did you two head? So we went back to his office. Uh, oh, uh, he had a private meeting with his chief of staff, so I was not there for that. So then we had a little bit of downtime, so we went to lunch. So where's the cafeteria? Just down? Uh, it's right here on the right. So that was me and his chief of staff and the congressman went down to the cafeteria. And I guess uh, Welch is a big fan of the soup. What's the, uh, what's the best soup here? <laughs> it's, you get a choice of three. We'll see what... There was a chili, something else I don't remember, and then there was like a mushroom and barley. Yeah, nice. pretty good. Yeah. And so that's what both Bob Rogan, who's the chief of staff, and Welch got. Filled up their paper bowls and had their plastic spoons, and we shuffled over to a, a table in the cafeteria where there's, you know, staffers and other Congress people sort of hanging out. How's your soup? Outstanding. I didn't try it. Oh, you didn't have the mushroom barley soup? No, I had brought a, a ham and cheese sandwich and carrots, a bag of carrots as well. So I had to record. I couldn't be eating soup. You just had to chew your crunchy carrots? <laughs> no, I ate those later. You know, I'm not like a super experienced audio person, but I'm experienced enough to know not to eat carrots on mic. Um, cool. So soup for lunch. What happened after that? Welch is a big proponent of, of trying to reduce the uh, price of prescription drugs. And so this was a meeting between a lot of consumer advocate groups and just sort of hear what they had to say, kind of what their specific priorities were, and just sort of hear from them what kind of work they're interested in on this issue. Come on in. Let's go. I couldn't sit in on that meeting, so I was just sitting on the couch outside of the room where the meeting was going on. Did you get to debrief with him after the meeting, sort of get his take on how things went? Yeah, he seemed to think it went pretty well. You know, it was a really good meeting. <clears throat> um, these are all advocacy groups that have been for years uh, working to try to lower the cost of prescription drugs. And Yeah, this is an issue he's been up on and, and wanting to do, you know, passionate about for a while. And, you know, now that the Democrats are in the majority. So this is something he repeated to me is, you know, that now they get to set the agenda. The point here that was really important is we've got an opportunity now that we're in the majority to be able to put bills on the table. And we've got to go from the general. So, you know, now that, that that's the case, like he feels pretty optimistic about moving forward with some of the legislation that he wants to do around reducing prescription drug prices. So, you know, this is an example of how legislation has, it's a team sport and you need people in the building and you need people outside of the building all working together to try to get that outcome of, of legislation that'll concretely lower prices. Well, that very much seems like one half of what Maya is wondering about, which is how is Congressman Welch balancing, you know, his work trying to work to pass legislation. So it seems like you got a glimpse into that part of the process today. It's definitely like a lot of small steps. It's not all big, giant leaps. 
you need to build slowly over time. At least that's the impression I'm getting. And I think one big takeaway from the day I can just say right now is it's not all big, momentous stuff. There's a lot of little things. It's meetings. It's sort of talking to colleagues, whether that's you know, on the floor of the house or meetings on the way to votes, building relationships, maintaining relationships, and then sort of working incrementally to get places. Uh, let's see. So we had that that stakeholder meeting. We debriefed. Oh, so this was this was actually a really kind of I don't know surprising part of the day. He, Congressman Welch, made phone calls to. Vermonters who had written into him with shutdown stories or how they were being affected by the shutdown. Um, hi, it's uh, Peter Welch. And so he just was sitting in his office and he had like a list. I'm good. I'm just calling to see how you guys are doing. And he was just calling them and just sort of chatting with them and checking in. Um, but tell me about it. I just mentioned uh, your story. When he I was just saying like, hey, like, I got your message. Uh, like, I heard you. Like, floor. I'm trying to do something about it. Like, I know you're concerned. So you have no income. Yeah, just nothing coming in. I mean, he was just like kind of listen to people too. It wasn't necessarily him just like oh, God. giving a message, but kind of letting them talk to him as well. But um, I, you know, I'll do all I can. I, I just want—I I really appreciate what you know, your wife does and, and uh, what your family does. After that, we walked to another meeting. Okay. Thrilling, right? Uh, so where are we walking to right now, Congressman? We're going to the uh, Energy and Commerce Committee hearing room. Hey, John. How are you? Uh, we're going, and that's where we're going to do the organizing meeting where each of us uh, gets their subcommittee assignments. So this is sort of where you get to... The Energy and Commerce has like a huge amount of authority over a lot of different stuff. And so there's a bunch of different subcommittees that will work on specific issues. So um, we'll go in the order of seniority and pick which committee we want to be on. But there's a certain amount of anxiety because some committees are more popular than others and everyone tries to figure out the best way to proceed in order to end up on the committees that they most want to serve on. These are going to be like the working groups where he's really going to get to kind of work and dig into those issues that he's, he's passionate about. All right, so I guess we'll see you yeah, in a little bit. see you inside. And then... I hear you got your committees. Uh, I did. Yeah, that's good news. I've got uh, health, energy, and uh, communications, and those are the ones I have wanted to be on. I hadn't been on health before, uh, but uh, So he's on, like, those three committees where he'll get to work on issues related to, you know, energy issues or prescription drug prices. Correct. Um, and now what we're going to be trying to do is improve it, lower prescription drug prices. So for an affirmative... So it sort of lets him focus in on like what legislation he wants to really work. The kind of like the last thing on his schedule was uh, a staff briefing. Uh, Alex, you want to start with a couple? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I just had a couple quick things to follow up with you, Peter. So One of the things they were talking about in that meeting uh, was that over the weekend, Welch had met with TSA workers in Vermont and... In the staff meeting yesterday about having the bill to pay essential employees that... He had this meeting and they told him, like, we have to work during shutdowns and we're essential employees. We should get paid while we're working. I think it makes sense. I think it does make sense, too. And so Welch is working on a bill right now that he would introduce soon, he's hoping, that would do that, which would say if there's a shutdown... 
essential workers who are forced to work should still be paid during those shutdowns. I'd like to do that, you know, sooner rather than later. So what's the turn The urgency in that. So it sounds like a day that was pretty much focused entirely on the shutdown and, you know, laying groundwork for legislation that Congressman Welch is hoping to work on this session. Did President Trump come up at all today? President Trump came up a lot throughout the day, more about like in shutdown related stuff. But, you know, obviously Maya's questions about investigate, like balancing. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, when we were debriefing, I was asking him about, you know, what the balance is. For me, the balance is focusing on the things that make a difference in everybody's lives um, and uh, pairing that uh, but with, with oversight. Uh, but not letting the oversight dominate to the point where people throw their hands up and think it's just Washington having a food fight. I think like a lot of jobs, you have to be focused on responding to the immediacy of something that's happening right now and then also looking out into the future and laying groundwork for that. So that's why I, I feel like I got a sense of that today. So that was a Tuesday when Liam and I talked, January 15th. And the very next day, Wednesday, Congressman Welch gets an important committee assignment. He was already on the House Energy and Commerce Committee. We heard about how excited he was to get those three subcommittees. And if your eyes are glazing over right now, just stick with us, because this second committee assignment is central to the investigation side of Maya's question. The big takeaway here is that Welch is going to be right in the mix when it comes to investigations into the president. The important committee assignment is to the House Intelligence Committee. The group oversees the country's intelligence agencies like the CIA and the FBI. It's now led by Congressman Adam Schiff, a Democrat from California, and it's expected to be one of the groups investigating Donald Trump. We have to continue our own investigations in Congress because one way or another, we are determined the public is going to know exactly what Donald Trump did, what his family did, what his campaign did, what the Russians did, and what we need to do to protect the country. Were you surprised to get on this committee? Uh, I was a bit. You know, I indicated to the speaker that I had an interest in serving if it could be helpful, uh, but I wasn't lobbying for it. uh, And I got the notice today at the same time as everybody else got House Intelligence isn't the only committee that wants to look into the president's dealings. There are a lot of potential investigations that House Democrats are teeing up in various committees. We don't know the involvement of the uh, Trump campaign in, in that uh, um, efforts by the, by the Russians. The Mueller investigations going the down. The walls are closing in on the president. Uh, the proof is beginning. Oversight and Government Reform Committee posting an opening for a, quote, executive branch investigative council. House Judiciary and the Committee on Oversight and Government Reform are also expected to investigate aspects of the Trump administration. And the Oversight Committee? That's another committee Peter Welch is on. This was his third assignment in January, and like Energy and Commerce, it's a committee he's been on before. In the past, Welch has said he's concerned by the actions and behavior of the president. When I asked him what he'd like to investigate, now that he's on two committees set to lead the investigations— He didn't give me a straight answer. Well, there's two things about the oversight, and there's a risk here. Instead, he offered more of a philosophical statement on how the committees should operate 
namely that the committees should be less politicized than they have been in the past. I think if we get back to asking hard questions that are concrete as opposed to just political, then that can be useful. I am apprehensive, and, and I'm, I'm a voice uh, of, of a caution to, in my caucus on saying, hey, let's just have this turn into the revenge party. That's not why we got elected. I mean, accountability is one thing, uh, but political witch hunting is another. And I think that we've got to be very careful and restrained, even as we're aggressive in doing this oversight function. So Welch says Congress should protect special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation, but the House shouldn't try to duplicate that work. Instead, Welch says they should look at what's going on at federal agencies, like the Interior Department and the EPA. When I spoke to Welch near the end of January, the committee hadn't had a full meeting yet. But Michael Cohen, the president's former personal lawyer, has agreed to testify before the Intelligence Committee on February 8th. The testimony will be behind closed doors. And Welch says the Intelligence Committee does have an important task, looking at how Russians interfered in the 2016 election and making sure that they don't keep interfering in American elections. Whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, whoever you vote for, we do not want, we, we don't want Russian interference or foreign interference in our elections. And so as January comes to a close, what's Congressman Welch been up to? Well, thank you for coming. Uh, Remember that bill he wanted to introduce, the one that would pay some federal employees in future shutdowns? That they would be paid if they're deemed essential and are required to come to work. At a press conference on January 22nd at the Burlington International Airport, he told reporters he'd introduce the bill when he got back to Washington that afternoon. So in the span of a little over a week, that bill went from an idea to the House floor. But the announcement was also overshadowed by a statement Welch made about the bill. Never in the history of this country that I can remember has it been legal to make people work for free. And that's what's happening. I want that to happen never again. The statement, which was tweeted as well, appeared to overlook the existence of slavery in American history. Here's what Welch told me about it later. Well, I made a bad mistake in that. I mean, I in the moment where I was with the federal workers who were going on week five without pay, and I'm appalled by that, I overstated it, and it, uh, and, and it offended some people, and understandably so, because obviously the worst stain on our uh, history has been the stain of slavery. Welch apologized, though the story was picked up by a bunch of national outlets. And as of today, the bill hasn't really gone anywhere. It's been introduced on the floor and referred to the Oversight Committee. But now... The government is open for business for now. President Trump feeling the heat after... With the government open, Welch is looking forward to really digging into work, jumping right into the hearings on one of his top priorities prescription drug prices. In fact, we're going to be having an oversight and government reform hearing. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman, pharma justifies its highest prices in the world by perpetuating... So we really want to get started, and I hope if we do solid work, we're going to get some Republican support. In a time when politics are so divisive, Welch champions bipartisanship and civility. And as we spoke near the end of the month, he told me something he'd said many times before. We want to establish a record of legislative accomplishment that does things that are good, whether you voted for Trump or you voted uh, for Clinton. 
And it all comes full circle. Because establishing a record of legislative accomplishment is exactly what our question asker, Maya, wants Democrats to do. And in Welch's mind, things like lowering prescription drug costs, expanding rural broadband, and repairing the country's crumbling infrastructure, those are things that most people, if not everyone, can agree on. And Welch thinks, with a focus on where people agree, maybe Congress can get something done. so much for listening to the show this month. And huge props to Liam Elder Connors for learning how to be a Capitol Hill reporter in one short month to answer Maya's question. And the episode doesn't end here. Head to our website, bravelittlestate.org, to check out a bunch of amazing photos that this great photographer named Aman Mohammed took of Congressman Welch while we were reporting this episode. We also have some bonus audio of Welch answering more of your questions during VPR's call-in show, Vermont Edition. Brave Little State is a production of Vermont Public Radio. We have support from the VPR Innovation Fund and the VPR Journalism Fund. You, too, can support our show by becoming a sustaining member of VPR. Our editor is Lynn McRae, and our theme music is by Ty Gibbons. Other music in this episode by Blue Dot Sessions. We have engineering support from Chris Albertine and digital support from Meg Malone. Special thanks this month to Emily Bogle, Barbara Sprunt, John Billingsley, and Sarah Ashworth. I'm Angela Evansy. We'll be back next month with a question about Vermont's housing crunch. And until then, remember, be brave, ask questions. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.